They're coming to get you, Barbara. everybody welcome back to slash lot i'm your host i'm joined tonight by my brothers in horror the people i couldn't live without i'm joined by casey the killer kelderman and blakenstein ginnathan's ghost apparently he's not on screen (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, we're here yeah how are you guys doing Good. Uh, Blake is is here. After, I can uh, I can see him. After after I, you guys find out my top ten, there's the audience is not going to want to see me. So um, <laughs> it's, it, this is all we're all good. Yeah, we um, already heard top his top ten, ten and we surprise some. I was going to say we already heard Blake's top ten. We killed him, and now he's just a ghost haunting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Santa sleigh. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, are you guys, are you guys are ready we... to talk good movies? Yes. Yeah, I'm ready to talk some great movies, um, and surely some movies that we all disagree on, <laughs> because I know we we all watch different things, and we all I like, don't know, guys. I think, yeah, uh, I think I think we're gonna be on the same page with a lot of things this year. I I already see one that I know at least one of you will not like. That oh, I have. okay. So. I can't wait to throw I know my there glass are a few of water that, and walk out of here. Casey and I disagreed on this year mm-hmm. too that are okay. online where he was like, ah, no, not my thing. So yeah. So how do we feel about the I don't know. horror then? Okay. I, I was it was, I was great great. Year. I was gonna say I kind of thought of of last year where we had all these straight to VOD movies yeah. like like yeah. Dave Franco's The Rental came to mind. I was like, Oh yeah, that was a movie that came out last yeah. year. It's like yeah. this year, at least we got back into theatrical. Yeah. All the stuff we missed last year yeah. finally came you out. Know what's like the funny, big, though? the big franchises were back, so that was cool. But I'm not spoiling anything by saying this, but I don't have a lot of big studio horror on mine. Uh, like I have some. I have some. I don't have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of mine are still those indie straight to VOD movies because yeah. I just. Those get so weird, and I just like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I was listening Plus, like to mainstream com- Hollywood isn't making horror comedies anymore, and you guys know I like my horror with a yeah, you really healthy do. dose mm-hmm. of dark humor. <laughs> I, I was listening to the Colors of the Dark podcast, and they, they did their top ten a few weeks ago, and they had the Empty Man on theirs, and I was like, "What? Yeah, I know. I was, I was confused. That came out I'm like." I know, yeah. 2020. Came out like in the middle I mean, of 2020. Yeah, too. so yeah. Well, I think it was like, it didn't gain oh, like August oh, okay. until 2020. So, I, so, so but, I, I was like, oh my God, can I include it this year again? And, <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, due to uh, the fact that it came out in 2020, yeah. I cannot include it. I mean, it would, it would be you got to forgive them. The last two years have kind of felt like just one big homogenous glump, hasn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, that's kind of going to segue before we get to the top 10, that 
I, I don't know about you, Sam, but we're gonna me and Blake, we're gonna we're gonna skip fresh meat. Yeah. Till next yeah. time. Um. And Here's maybe just kind of do some you. big fresh meat, but uh, Empty uh, Man was one I, of my fresh meats. I, I but do I have, guess we'll save it for. I, I do have one recommendation, really quick, because it just dropped in Netflix. I just finished Archive eighty one, and it's really good. Uh, the season. last the last episode is not good, but the the first seven episodes are are pretty incredible, and so I highly recommend that TV show. I was gonna say that came up on Colors of the Dark too, where I I first heard about it. Yeah. Um, I guess the only thing I want to bring up for fresh meat, and it's because last slash lot episode we had no mention of Scooby Doo, and in between <laughs> last slash lots episode hashtag doheads. In between last slash lot episode and this slash lot episode, I made up for it um, five different times. Uh, I watched <laughs> Scooby Doo and the Gourmet Ghost. I watched Scooby Doo and the Legend of Manasaur. I watched Scooby Doo Pirates Ahoy. I literally just watched Scooby Doo Zombie Island. And I also watched the live-action Scooby-Doo movie uh, written by James Gunn and starring Matthew Lillard. So there, uh, I have made up for being a bad do-head last episode. <laughs> I am redeemed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, as the, 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 the hashtag non-do-head of the group, I, I, I have to stick to my guns, and I, I cannot remind you guys in a show to do it. You guys, you guys have to bring it up. But uh, I know I, I we do, brought it up you, you on, the, always, on the backlot show at least twice this, I do, this past month. So I know we I, at least made up for it. I do want to say we need to do a, a Scooby Doo episode this year. Yes, because yes. I have I have never seen anything outside of like a TV show. So have you seen the live action? I've not seen the live okay. action movie. So if you want to, if we want to do those, we two might movies, have to do the live action ones, which I is totally cool. Like, and, and I would, I would throw in Zombie Island. And just I'll, I'll let for an you guys decide fan. when we do it too. So, but I'm, I'm totally game for that. Maybe that can be our big October. I'm totally like, cool with Scooby Doo. Yeah. Finally, yeah, yeah. the Doo yeah. Head show. That would be cool. Or we could Great. do it for my birthday in April, just so we can watch them all sooner. <laughs> I'm okay with that too. I was going to say if we did fresh meat, I would have a few Scooby Doo movies on here too. But 2021 didn't have. Dude, we got Scooby Doo and Courage. Was that the only one? Yes, I think huh. so. Oh my god! Sam's fixing his top ten right now as we're we're speaking. Um, well, my we are going to have a, like... a lot of different stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Should we, should we kind of get into parameters then? I'm going to let Sam finish his fixing his. We're good. We're good. I'm, I'm good. No, I'm not changing it because I was changing it like up to the minute before I logged on to this call. I'm not going to change it anymore, but I am adding one to my honorable mentions. <laughs> so spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the parameters of this, I think because all of us watched not just movies, but there was just a lot of good horror content this year, like TV, that kind of thing. We're, we're kind of expanding it a little bit mm-hmm. to my knowledge is that right so that yeah. it's mm-hmm. more just like our favorite horror things media. you guys have any books i don't yeah media i don't have any books on mine or anything yeah, but like i don't know, I don't know yeah i would just start i would burn at the stake for doing something like that so let's keep books <laughs> off this this is not a book podcast yeah. this is a movie podcast i've read some great books this year but none of them have been horror so oh. um <laughs> And that's for a different podcast. So, so it's just kind of the, our, our favorite horror media, our top tens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to do it like last year yes. where like, yeah, if, if one of us has it higher, we say, let's wait. And we move, yes. we wait yes. until it's played last. Okay. Yep. So yep. cool. We, bu- we bump it. 
That's what we have to do. Sounds Bump good. It. Bump it. We Bump slash it yeah. higher. And, yeah. and we'll just go round horn and we'll start at 10 and work our way up to our coveted number one spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pretty much anybody who knows me knows what my number one probably is. Um, but You can't put Chopping Mall. It didn't come out this year. I know, but Chopping Mall is my number one of every year. <laughs> I love that movie. Your number one um, horror moment of the year probably involved Chopping Mall, though. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Getting to meet Kelly Maroney. Getting, getting, oh, God, yeah. Whew. I'm starting to sweat just thinking about that again. That was, that was incredible. It's the you can check I've out our Slash Lot episode on Halloween of Palooza. It, it's on the feed, movie. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, we we break it down. We break down our experience there and how ridiculously, inhumanly sweaty I got. Sam hasn't seen me play like, ball yet. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was like the Jordan Peele gif, just straight <laughs> water running down my face. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. So we're foregoing fresh meat. And we're going to get right into our horror top tens because, you know, this is going to be a long episode regardless. And, uh, yeah, we're just trying to make it a little more manageable for all of you wonderful people that listen. So uh, who do we want to go round horn? What is our order that we want to do? I can go first. Yeah. Okay. Let's go off we'll go Blake. Why not? Yeah, Blake yeah. Casey. Perfect. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, my number one is uh, the British movie Censor. Oh, I'm sorry, my number 10. You mean your number my your number, 10. Yeah, my number okay. 10. Okay, yeah. It's it was like, don't give it away. <laughs> is uh is censor. Uh yeah, have you guys seen this at all? No. I have not. Uh, this was one yeah. of them that I was hoping to get to before this episode yeah. because I've heard it's great. Yeah, and I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's 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 inspired by uh the, the ban on the, the the video nasties that were in Britain in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's about a woman who works on the board of censoring and one day she gets a video that kind of like reflects her childhood and it sort of like starts to blur uh, the lines of reality and the, the movie she's watching. And uh, a lot of people don't like the turn it takes in the second half. I really dig it quite a bit. Um, it turns into like, kind of like, like a, like a, like, a, like a Mandy or like a beyond the black rainbow type movie a little bit. And uh, oh. I, I really, I really dug it. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, enough to be at number 10 for me. Cool. Yeah. So censor is as good as the Kevin Bacon movie. You should have left from last year. Cause that was Hulk's number 10 last year. Do you have a list pulled up or what? <laughs> no, I just remember oh. that. Cause it oh, okay. surprised me. <laughs> I, I actually it, like right out the gate. You were like, you should have left, and I was like, I did not expect. That. Yeah, boy, I was surprised how much I enjoyed that too. But it's pretty good. <laughs> it was entertaining for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where what did you watch it on? I think we let's do that after every if, if we can. I don't remember. remember where I watched it. Probably VOD. Maybe? It's probably on yeah. VOD by now. Yeah. 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 It's one yeah, I've been rent. been looking forward to checking out. So hopefully soon. Nice. Uh, my number ten then uh, is a movie we have right behind me. Oh, it's oh my un- god! Really? Untitled horror movie. Perfect. That's my number ten too. Ah! Oh my god! Nice. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um, the 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 trend that was kind of started in 2020 with with Shutter's host kind of continues mm-hmm. here and uh, unfriended before that where you had the what's it called like the screen capture is that what they it's like horror? screen life I think screen yeah. life screen yeah. life because yep. um, you've got like searching in kind of that same category that's mm-hmm. more of a thriller than a horror but yeah yeah uh, a favorite of the show the den as well uh, I but yeah I haven't seen the den I need to see maybe that. we need to do one of those an episode and do host unfriended in the den or something or an untitled yeah. horror movie um, this movie good. is a, a blast um, call it bias but whatever uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Well, part of it, part of what I love about this movie is like our show's history with this movie, yeah. and like that we got to screen it at SuperCon. I mean, you you can't you can't separate like that personal feeling from the no. art at a certain point, you know. Like it just it means that much to me. I love it, you know. Yeah, I I, I bought it when it first came out on VOD, and I was like, yeah, this is yep. this is a fun like screen capture movie with some uh, you know faces we recognize, some jokes that only certain horror mm-hmm. fans will get. Like they make jokes about not knowing who Dean Cundy is, and jokes <laughs> yeah. about forty seven meters down, forty seven meters down. <laughs> uh, and, and directed by and written by Nick Simon, who is a, a Sioux Falls native, and he was a guest of ours at, at SuperCon, and we we showed Untitled Horror Movie. It was the first time he had ever watched it with an audience, and for yeah. us watching it with an audience, it it changed my experience, and I think that shows yeah. kind of in a way like what it's like to watch a movie without an audience, and what it's like to get back to watching it with an audience because the audience ate mm-hmm. this movie up and was laughing it's at every It's a crowd bit. pleaser. It is. It is a yeah. total crowd pleaser and, and kind of that movie that was flying under the radar and I think is starting to pick up steam. Uh, another yeah. podcast that's Friends of the Show Attack of the Killer podcast. They brought this up on their top ten as well. Someone had it in their like two or three nice. spots. So uh, oh, it's starting nice. to pick up some, some steam and it has a great cast, some great jokes, some great cameos as well. And one of my favorite scares of this year which kind of shocked Nick Simon, even when I told him that Ooh. it's the yeah. the scene where you have like Luke Baines, like on the other side of the, the window. window and it's, it's yeah. incredible. It's, it's, he's like, yeah, I don't know if I was trying to be scary, but it, I'm like, yeah, it works. Cause it's, it it's, it's a great jump scare. Well, and the whole audience jumped with that. Like yeah. it was such a good receptive audience at SuperCon, and it did, it reframed the movie. Like I loved it from the get go. I just like these kinds of movies. Um, I like the witty banter. I like the the reliance on like comedy and also building that simultaneously with scares. And I think this movie does that really well. I think it starts off like very much a straight up comedy and it never loses the comedic edge, but it goes more and more into horror territory as the movie goes on. And I really appreciate that. There are some genuinely chilling sequences in this. And I think it speaks to the strength of this. So I talked to my mom. <laughs> into going to the screening at a film festival of this because i'm like it's great you're gonna love it thinking like she's she might not love it but like i'm so excited to screen this movie i want everybody that i know to come to this so i got my mom to come to this and she she adored it she is not a horror fan she loved it she like has a signed poster from nick simon and everything So, I mean, if that doesn't just, like, speak to the power of, like, how this movie played, specifically, like, at the, at Supercon, like, I don't know what does. Because, yeah, the whole crowd was into it. 
Um, and like, I, I think I've watched this. This was one of the most watched movies for me of 2021. It was in my was top letterbox stats. Th- this reminds me of what was last year's Sam Washington Dead. I watched uh, this reminds me of so of, many times of, of this year's dead for for Sam because I remember you talking about yeah. like how many times you watched untitled horror movie just kind of in the background mm. and it is it yeah. is a great background type of movie yeah because the dialogue is so snappy you know like it's it's a fun it's a fun movie on just like an audio level where I I don't know I just I dig it I dig mm-hmm. it a lot so I'm I'm glad that we both had that on our list. I was kind of expecting it. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's I guess both of our number tens. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, so my number nine of the year is uh, the Forever Purge. Um, oh, I forgot I that came seen out. This one, yes. Yeah. Uh, God. So, uh, I so th- this is where <laughs> this is this is where I feel like. The, the this movie series and reality sort of like starts to merge a little bit and um so so basically um the forever purge is about you know this this family in and in, in, i think it's texas and uh the purge happens very long in the movie it's over within 20 minutes and then like this rogue uh right-wing extremist group all over the country decides that the purge is like just ongoing and they're going to kill everybody who opposes them. And um, like I said, I, I, I think like releasing this after January 6th of last year, it, it like I, they probably obviously had it, you know, shot by then, or, mm-hmm. but it's it, the way the movie ends. It's, 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 it's super scary because it's sort of, it leaves you with like the issue has not been solved, which sets up a, a sequel probably. Um, and like the final shot of the movie is incredible. Um, I, I just, I love the series as a whole. I, I, I like yeah. every single movie in the series. And I think this is one of the stronger efforts. I'd say it's like top two or three for me. And um, yeah, I just, I really dug it. I, I, I'm a big fan of Josh Lucas and uh, I'll always love it when Will Patton shows up. Um, no matter how short of a time it is in a movie, and uh, I did yeah. not even know Will Patton was in this. Yeah, That's yeah, incredible. He, he, he's he plays a. Have you seen this case? I haven't seen oh, it. He plays I haven't a, seen any Purge movie since the first. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, my We're, God. we should probably do oh, a, a, dude, a Purge episode. Really I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I think the first one is actually my least. Favorite I would hundred percent like, agree. And with I that. think that's part yeah. of the problem. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't get this. When I watched the first Purge, I was like, okay, but. This is basically a home invasion movie. Yeah. Give me like That's all a city is. on fire. And so the second movie gave me that. And then, and then the third one, I thought just up the game. And yeah, so I really dig this. Election series year is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I really dig the series. I think, I, I just think they have a really good grasp on where it's going. And I'll be curious to see what they do with this, with this, uh, with, this, with if, if they do another one not to spoil the, the the finale of the movie or anything but like the final shot is like of the earth and like it's pulling out and like america is like literally on fire and the rest of the, the rest of the world is not and it's just like this great like <laughs> omin- it's this great ominous like holy shit like what happens next type of thing so anyway uh yeah i, I love the forever purge uh, i was quite shocked that i enjoyed it as much as i did and yeah number nine for me that's dope, man. I was not expecting the Forever Birds to be on anybody's list. 
having not seen it, but oh my God, like that gets me so excited and bumps it up on my watch list. Uh, my number nine, uh, I assume will probably be talked about later. Number nine for me is Jacob's wife. Yeah. We're going to hold that one. So I thought. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me see. Number nine for me, it might be held later. I don't know. Mine is Nia DaCosta's Candyman at number nine. Oh, God, my, my, I completely forgot to add this to my list. Oh, mine's, but, mine's a little higher. That's okay. Yeah, okay. So. Go ahead, Sam. Okay. Mine's cool. higher, so it's back to, oh, yeah, back sorry. to you. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. So cool. My, uh, my number eight is the first non-movie on my uh, list. Uh, it's actually Creepshow Season 3. Uh, I know, oh. I know. I complained about this in our in our little chat about how much. This yeah, season... I was about to say we had so much fun bashing this together, Blake. <laughs> uh, trust me, uh, and I think the bashing is warranted. Even though I, I do believe that there is one uh, story in this that is like top three or four story in the entire run of the show so far. How far into the season does it come? Because I didn't make it too far with this one. It's an... yeah. I was going to say I only got two episodes it's, into this. It's but... animated. That's all I'll say. Oh, interesting. Okay. Then I didn't see it. The story okay. is incredible. Wow. So anyway, what type? Well, before we jump, what what type of animation was it? Because they did an animated special, and I was of, like, it kind it's of like a it was stop. Bad, yeah. It was a like a kind of a motion comic. Yeah, type of animation. Comic. I think it was something like that. Maybe mm. it kind of reminded me of the Kill Bill uh, animated thing. It wasn't anime, but just okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. Okay, so I know you guys are quite shocked that I put this on my list, but I, you know, after finishing it, I kind of sat with it for a week or two, and I thought that you know, I, I really like being in that universe, even though the stories weren't great. I just I love being in 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 this creative space that they're that they're doing, and uh, that meant more to me than the actual like finished product. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's fair. Yeah. I just decided to put it on there because it was one of the best times I had watching something this year, even though mm-hmm. like it wasn't that good. So yeah. That's kind of been that whole show is like some, it's a lot of hit See, and I, miss, I, but I'm like, yeah, I love watching this I, all the time. Yeah, And I, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty high on season two and season one, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's for me, it's like an anthology. Like we, we've all talked about this, but when like in horror anthologies, you kind of like get a lot of bad with a lot of good. And at the end of the day, it's sort of like, well, all of it together, I just really enjoyed that 90 yeah. minutes or two hours or whatever. And that's kind of where I'm at with season three. The show reminds me of like, if I'm going to, you know, have kids get into horror and yeah. they want to start TV shows, yeah. you're going to watch Goosebumps. Then are you afraid of the dark? And then you're going to watch Creep Show. Like yeah. it has that perfect balance of it's not too, mm-hmm. it's never ser- never that serious in its subject matter, really. Yeah, not really. And it, it just has a ton of fun, even yeah. with the gore. Yeah. It's never like, oh, that's gross. It's yeah. more of, oh, that's gross in a fun yeah. way. Yeah. I think the I think the one that like maybe is the most like uh, for me is in season one the the like the mowing over the heads on the field yeah. you remember that one yeah, that one like for me it was yeah. almost a step too far where i was like oh that's like almost too gnarly for yeah. <laughs> which i, no, I think I is do. the, I the worst the worst segment of that first season but yeah i agree i agree 100 yeah. um number eight right 
Uh, my yep. number eight, I hope, is on your guys' list. My number eight is Don't Breathe 2. <gasps> not on mine. Oh, it is not on mine. But I do really like that movie. I, a lot. I mm-hmm. agree. I like it. This is probably, yeah, out of this entire list, the most shocking of how much I loved this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, same, because I hate the first one. I oh, And I really did yeah. like this one. I like the um, first one. It's oh, not a... It's, I think the first one's it's, way better it's, than this one. Oh, it is much better as yeah. a movie than yeah. this one. But if I'm going to rewatch one, I'm going to watch this one, because this one is just bonkers balls to the wall insane yeah. uh where it somehow takes the guy that in the first movie is clearly the villain and trying to inseminate women with a turkey baster i'm like yeah, yeah you're gonna start rooting for that guy yeah, it's like it's, how do you do that everybody that else that is a horrible human being <laughs> we're gonna make parents try to kill their kid kill their kid <laughs> for her kidney or her heart or something yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. It? Yep. and then God, Casey, I remember you and I went to this. Yeah, we went and together. saw this in the and, theater. This was so much fun. And we were like fun. the only people in the theater, and it was so great. <laughs> this reminds me of like when you go to a like you go to a video store, or you're going to watch a like straight to video sequel to a classic horror movie. And you're like, yeah, this is probably not going to be very good. And then they gave the filmmakers enough money and enough creative license that they just do whatever the hell they want. That's this movie, mm-hmm. and. I, I would love to see them do something else in the Don't Breathe movies. Yeah, make a third one. Make a third one. Make, make a, third a one. well. No spoilers for this. Make a prequel. Uh, like that <laughs> would be a ton of fun. Let us continue to root for the perverted old man who wants to inseminate <laughs> young women. Bring back. Uh, oh, the what's the actress from the first movie? Jane Levy. Bring her back. Yes. Somehow, I guess maybe in a different Don't Breathe universe type of movie. I don't know. Give us more, more movies like this. This is how you do it. Don't a, breathe, a, no on. way home. <laughs> yeah. Just bring back all of them. Bring back all of them. Yeah, this uh, is one no, of the most I, fun I, I had in the theaters movie, yeah. this year too. So, yeah, this was a good time. I remember mm-hmm. my letterbox review for this. I don't remember my letterbox reviews, but I remember my one for this because I said zero turkey basters. One heartfelt apology for turkey basters the last time around. Four stars. <laughs> I was like, yep, this movie this movie did everything that I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. It grossed me out. It had some cool tense action scenes. And it apologized for going a little too far with me the first time around. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I dig that. Mm-hmm. Don't breathe too. All right, so it's my number eight, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this will be on yours, Casey, and I don't know if you even saw this one, Blake, but uh, my number eight is 10 Minutes to Midnight. Honorable mention. I've never even heard of this. Honorable movie. mention? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not the Charles minutes... Bronson. No. <laughs> uh, so 10 Minutes to Midnight is work from, um... oh my God, I'm blanking on the director's name. I'm thinking of uh, Jacob's wife person. Bloomquist or Blomquist, yes, right? Eric yes, Blomquist. Yes, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. So he teamed up with a bunch of genre stalwarts, including Caroline Williams and Nicholas. Why am I blanking on his name now, too? From don't from from your next. Nick Tucci. This is all you, Sam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick yep. Tucci. Yep. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> so it, it follows 
Carolyn Williams is this aging radio DJ, kind of a tasty little like reference to, you know, her character in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, while also being its totally own thing. Um, she gets bit by a bat on her way on the way into work and on that same night finds out that she's being replaced by a younger, um, hotter woman. And it's all about like, it, it turns into this like trippy vampire movie that's actually more about like aging and how we treat people and particularly women as they age. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of gets like the plot gets lost a little bit, but it's so trippy. And like Caroline Williams just commands the screen every second. And Nick Tucci has some of the like weirdest things going on in the background with his character. Like at, at a certain point in the movie, all the actors like switch roles. So they're all acting as different people like as the different characters. And so Nick Tucci is the hot young intern all of a sudden. And it's just, it's insane. Like it's an incredible, it's an incredible flawed movie that took a lot of risks. And in the, at the end of the day, like I just have a blast watching this. Um, I've, I've watched it like three or four times this year. Uh, and that's kind of the thing with like all of my list. Are there ones that I've come back to um, or have wanted to come back to? And uh, yeah, so 10 Minutes to Midnight just really nailed it for me. Um, I liked that it was a different twist on the vampire lore. I'm a sucker for a good vampire movie. I'm especially a sucker for um, Scream Queens coming back years later for vampire movies and we'll mm-hmm. talk about another one i mean 2021 was the year for it and i i'm yeah. all for it like let's keep this train going like let's yes bring i need back, a kelly like, maroney vampire mo- yeah. movie in 2022 <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it almost made my list it was i was like should i put jacob's wife for 10 minutes to midnight i think jacob's wife is I, a better overall movie but i caroline williams yeah. it's a has a fantastic performance Caroline Williams was almost a a shucky nominee for me, to be honest. I I just think she's doing incredible work in this movie. And uh, yeah, I I really like this one. Um, It's not going to be to everybody's taste, but it definitely, I don't know, like the final shot is so cool. And the song that plays over the end credits, like, it's just, it's a movie with so much life and energy to it that it's hard not to get sucked up into it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my number eight, 10 minutes to midnight. Yeah. Good pick. All right. Uh, my number seven, I know you guys did not see, uh, is it's the uh, French Palm Door winner, Titan. Um, oh, you yeah. know, I need I, to see this before the I, schmuckies. I'm excited. I don't, I don't love this movie. However, it's just so well made. And I, I kept looking back on it, kind of like I did with Creep Show, and it's sort of like, I'm really impressed with everything that is done within the movie. Uh, it's made at such a high level. Um, this is sort of like uh, a love letter to David Cronenberg. Um, uh, this movie is directed by Julia DeCarnau, who made Raw about mm, six, seven years ago. Um, a movie I liked a little bit more than this one. Uh but uh, this, this this movie just stuck with me, and I th- I, th- I think I'm like leading, I'm obviously leading positive on it because I would probably wouldn't have included here. But it's just it's, like I said, it's just a, a well-made movie. It's well shot. It's well acted. Um, it's a 
It's a trans rights uh, story. It's a story about unconditional love. Um, a woman has sex with a car in it. Um, it's about broken people who find each other. Um, at, they, who, it's about broken people who find each other when, when they most need each other. Um, it's just like a lovely, a lovely movie that's incredibly, incredibly violent and sexual um, <laughs> about love and unconditional love. And the way it wraps up at the end is, is something to behold. And so, uh, yeah, I decided to put it on my top 10 of the year. Yeah. Nice. I was going to say this, when this was at the state, this is the same weekend as Supercon and oh, okay. already getting yep. like literally Supercon story quick. I, as soon as we got home, I left all of my stuff in my car, immediately crawled into bed and fell asleep for 12 hours. Yeah. Like I, I was exhausted. So to add something else yeah. to that would have, I would have died. Yeah. Um, but yep. <laughs> this movie is going to be gonna on... go see the dirty, the dirty heads out in Sioux city that Sunday night. I'm so glad I didn't end up buying tickets because I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> but, but this has been on a lot of top tens. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen, yeah. uh, the L squared podcast talked mm. about it quite a bit on their top 10. So yeah. Sam, whenever you uh, are going to watch it, let's uh, do a theater room. Thing. Sounds good. Let's yeah. Let's set something up soon. Uh, Before February 10th, when the Schmucky is yes. plugs. <laughs> Shameless self plug. Uh, <laughs> number seven for me is a bump up from Sam's. It is Nia DaCosta's Candyman. Sweet. Um, I thought this movie was a ton of fun. It's easily mm-hmm. the best Candyman sequel. Um, I oh, liked yeah. all all of the story threads that this movie was going for uh, and went in directions I was not expecting for some characters that they brought back as well. I don't know if I love the entire movie because I felt yeah. for some reason I, I'm all for 90 minutes in and out. This one, I wanted. 10, 15 more minutes of story. And I don't say that very often. I, I just needed a, a little bit more. Um, and maybe we'll get that with a sequel. But this, the ending of this movie, God damn. Like this the is the final like, shot and yeah. line is just the best thing. Like it, cheer it in the theater moment. Squealing in my seat. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say out of any horror movie I saw in the theaters this year, this was the one that was like, yeah. Yep. No spoilers for it, but. The ending of this yeah. movie is incredible. And the gore, all the kills are really fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, I love that they and incorporated of more of the art. Horror. Yeah. Ugh. The body horror stuff is gross. Like, I mean, they literally make a guy's skin look like it's a wasp's nest going up his arm. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, A, how do they do that? Because that's an incredible piece of makeup effects. But also just, oh, God, it's, it's gnarly. It's gross. And I love that we got a big budget like studio horror movie that was allowed to be that a just that subversive and then be so nasty in what it was doing mm-hmm. you know i love what they do with the Candyman lore where Candyman isn't just yeah. uh daniel robitel it's just it's yep. it's a, this, this idea of the candy man yeah how many different versions we get of it in this movie and again the what you saw in the trailer with like the puppets and stuff is like, yeah, if you oh, guys God, do a sequel, yeah. and please do a sequel, bring more of that, because that, that's incredible stuff. Yeah, the shadow puppetry is some of the most inventive mm-hmm. horror stuff I saw all year. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. 
So that's my number seven. Cool. Didn't break the top five, but uh, it's definitely worth a watch. And it's not Jordan Peele's movie, Internet. <laughs> it's Nia DaCosta's. Yes, it is Nia DaCosta's Candyman. Um, my number seven, Casey, you might have this one higher. I guess I don't know. Uh, my number seven is uh, Danishka Esther Hazy's uh, Slumber Party Massacre. A little higher. little higher? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I adore this movie. Can't wait yeah. to talk about it. Uh, my next movie is uh, The Night House, starring Rebecca <sighs> Hall. I need to uh, see it. it. I think <laughs> David Bruckner directed this. Yep. Uh, yeah, this is uh, far and away like male, female doesn't matter. Like the best best performance of the year for me. Um, Rebecca Hall is incredible. Uh, the like she's one of the most underrated she's actresses. So good. Like yeah. she's good in she's everything. Just, I you know I, yeah. I think about so she she plays a woman whose husband has committed suicide, and she's sort of like dealing with that in the immediate aftermath. And I I just I have zero experience with suicide in my life but this just feels like someone it, it feels like this is exactly how someone would act um in the wake of that in terms of the dark humor that uh that she has uh the 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 sadness the, the despair um i just feel like the performance is just being overlooked just because it's a horror movie um this movie like from the outset Blake, that never happens <laughs> yeah uh from the out <laughs> from the outset this movie is the way they build like uh tension and scares uh is really well done it has hands down the best scare of the year I, like, nothing comes close um and like the more the the mystery unravels and the more you uh realize um what you, you figure out what she's dealing with like the way they frame this, I don't want to spoil the movie, but the way they frame this, like this demon or this this entity that she has to deal with, like literally frame it within scenes, how you see it. I've never seen done before in, in horror movies. Um, it's it's quite remarkable. And I felt like everything for me paid off emotionally within the movie. And uh, I, I just think it's a, it's, it's, it's a remarkable mm-hmm. horror movie. This is one of those movies I wish a streaming service would have picked yeah, up. And, because n- yeah. people that are talking about it and have seen it are yeah. like, yeah, this is the best horror yeah. movie of the year, one or one of the yeah. best. And- and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Like, There's a scene in it where like, I, I don't want to say too much, but like, it starts to lull you to sleep. Like, in a, in a, in, like on mm-hmm. purpose. It's, it's kind of like lulling you down a little bit, and then boom, it just drops the, the, the best jump scare of the year. <laughs> um yeah, and it, it just makes me so psyched that this guy's doing the Hellraiser movie. Bruckner is great. Like I'm, yeah. I'm loving I, everything he's I didn't he's love doing. his other movie, The Ritual. The Ritual's I, I, but, fun. But I want to rewatch yeah. it because I, I might have been too hard on it. But this, like, compl- I was completely enraptured by this throughout the entire mm-hmm. thing. And I think it's only like 90 minutes, so it, it goes by pretty quickly. Uh, my nice. number six was Sam's number seven. It's his Slumber Party Massacre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The best slasher movie of the year, Slumber Party Massacre. Uh, Everything that some of these other remakes are trying to do, 
looking at you, Scream 5, uh, for certain parts. Please don't talk about Scream 5. Spoiling anything, but something that happens in Slumber Party Massacre, Scream 5 tries to do. Oh, come on, guys. Come on, let's... I'm, I'm not spoiling yeah. anything. You haven't watched Slumber Party Massacre. Yes, I have. Oh, you did? Yeah, I talked about oh, the yeah. last show. That's right. But I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah, Ghost that doesn't... Ghost, I Ghost know Face what he's has, a, about, has like, a guitar a and kills people with it. Um, <laughs> no, Slumber Party Massacre is, is a ton of fun. Uh, sci-fi, for some reason, can pull off these incredible sequels, yeah. remakes to these horror series. Uh, Leprechaun Returns is is one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Of like that might be the best Leprechaun movie, and it, it's a sci fi original movie. Like that's insane to me. Same with this movie. I mean, I it's probably a better movie than Slumber Party Massacre one or two. Slumber Party Massacre two is a ton of not fun. Not exactly no. hard to beat. But. No, they're not hard to beat. But uh, this has kind of everything you would want. Slumber Party Massacre 2 is good. One is fine. Um, Slumber Party Massacre 2 is incredible. It, it is. Uh, and this has fun <laughs> references to that. And just completely flips the slasher genre on its head in every way possible. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Yeah, again. And, and it gives you all the fan service you want if you are a fan of the Slumber Party Massacre movies. Or if you've never seen them and you're just flipping through the channels as a 17-year-old trying to find something to watch on a Friday night. Like if you stumbled upon this yeah, as a high schooler, that's yeah, yeah sure. this is how you add hot guys for that. There moment. is. Yeah. And they show off those hot say, guys. Yeah. yeah. The, the way Hun- that hunky this, boys, uh, if you will. And yeah, the way that this movie subverts, like the typical gaze that you get in, in a horror movie is just incredible. Um, the shower sequence, the pillow fight, like everything mm-hmm. It's so great. Um, I I love that the characters are smart and decisive, and it's you know sometimes it's still not enough. But like, oh my god, I just I don't know. Yeah. I appreciate what this movie is doing so much, and I had so much fun watching it. Yeah, it's never Yeah, it, it's just it's incredible. I I. I don't know. I think for me, like, this is one of my favorite slashers of the last couple of years. And that's saying something, guys, because, like, Freaky was, Freaky was, like, one of my favorite. I think it was my number two last year. But, like, God, Slumber Party Massacre just really works for me. Um, I love this movie. One of the best kills, one of the best kills of the year in this movie. The the guitar wire? Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing that they could show, like, a guy's face literally getting obliterated and, like, disgustingly torn yeah. apart by a guitar and they, wire. And they but they blurred out the guy's butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, two days, or, like, three days later when it dropped on Voodoo, I bought the uncensored cut and I watched the shower with the do, do they show full butt, butt shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It showed butt. I saw right. it all. <laughs> Release the butt cut. <laughs> Release the butt crack. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah. So, number six. yeah. so, that's number six. So, my number six, I know we'll be talking about much higher. This is going to be the one where maybe you guys are like, what? But my number six is Psycho Goreman. Yeah. Higher. Higher. Okay. Cool. Uh, my number five is Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Whoa. Um, really? Yeah, what? I 
Um, yeah, I I had a lot of fun with this movie. This, I mean, I've I've I have I have little experience playing the game, but this to me felt like I was like playing the game. Um, like th- this, there's there's like no. There's like zero fat in this movie. It's just like there's like, and, and by that I mean like there's, there's like zero story in the movie. It has like this opening sequence that like I could take or leave, but when it gets to the actual present day plot of the movie, like this movie doesn't mess around with like getting anywhere. And this basically turns into like assault on precinct thirteen, except an entire town. Um, this is this is Re- uh, Resident Evil of John Carpenter directed it. Like it's full on like. John Carpenter's score. They even used the John Carpenter font for the titles. I mean, it's it's beautiful to look at. It's it's like a two three five one frame. Um, has hands down the best needle drop of a song in any movie in twenty twenty one. It's a, a song that is completely out of place, and I mean that in a good way. Um, uh, has characters who are like acting in a different movie. For some reason, um, I loved all the gore. I loved the final set piece with the boss. I just thought this was a lot of fun. I was really surprised how much I enjoyed it. I, I bet if I watch it again, I'll fucking hate it. But um, <laughs> I, I, I watched it so once. For now it's your number five. I, I, I watched it once. And, and when I was making my top 10 list, I just watched it. And I'm like, yeah, I love this. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited to watch it again and see where I fall. But for right now, I love it. It's number five. Lists are always so chaotic, and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> I love it. Uh, my number five is another movie you and I watched in the theater, Sam. And you have very different opinions on. My number five is M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Oh, yeah, that's not even Ooh. in my honorable mentions. <laughs> Uh, this is one of the, my favorite movies that I watched in the theater this year. I was having a blast. Uh, this is, this is the M night Shyamalan I want. And I want him to keep doing this because sure. He had his comeback with like the visit and split and the visit brought him back. At least to give him enough goodwill. It was was so the, the visit is the best thing he has done. Shut the fuck up. Well, it is not. I was just going to say, <laughs> The is. Visit brought him back, but Split, no. Split was much better. Uh, and then no. you had the very controversial uh, Glass. Uh, and now doing Old, where I'm like, yeah, you're just going full M. Night Shyamalan again, aren't you? And I'm all for it, because this is the funniest M. Night Shyamalan movie since The Happening. Like, those, I was about to say this feels like the happening to me, but I like the happening more than this one. Are are like brothers? Like this is how I've that's, never seen the happening. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. Uh, it is. It's bizarre. Horrible. It's awful. <laughs> uh, Mark Wahlberg's a scientist. Um, just talks about <laughs> bees. Uh, there's a character who just likes hot dogs a lot. Uh, John Leguizamo is is well. He's John Leguizamo, um, but does math for no reason. Like. Yeah. as a character thing. Uh, and that's that's one reason I love Old, is that M. Night Shyamalan kind of not giving any shit uh, in full M. Night Shyamalan. No human is a human being in this movie. It's like everyone's an alien. So much so that he has to write a character that this kid, his quirk is that he walks <laughs> up to every person he meets. What is your name and what's your occupation? 
<laughs> instead of like creating dialogue to explain characters, it's like, no, we're just going to have a character that asks everybody that shows up, I kinda like what's it, your I name and occupation? Yeah. Like, that's and incredible. Then, just as robotically, the people will, without Respond. a doubt, just say their name and occupation. And, and, and Jared, Jared the nurse, is one of my favorite movie characters of the year, uh, <laughs> who I think brings it up th- at least three or four times. I'm a nurse, and my name is Jared, like, constantly. Uh, the gore is insanely horrible uh, in the best way possible, especially with the, the woman who has, like, a calcium the, deficiency the and, like, starts breaking her bones and crawls through this cave and stuff. Uh, the overall, like, plot makes no sense of this island where you rapidly uh, age, uh, so much so that one of my favorite scenes is that they're cutting a tumor out of one of the characters, and the doctor has his hands in her, and meanwhile, he figures out right before that that the, the wound will heal because time is moving fast. I'm like... Why doesn't the wound like heal around your hand then? Like that's how that would work. And mm-hmm. no, we don't care. And I'm like, all right. And then of course there's a Shyamalan twist to it. And it's like, I yeah, sure. Why not? It's, it's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Insane. Uh, I, I probably agree with Sam's opinion of M night Shyamalan gives the best performance of the movie. He gives the best performance in this uh, whole movie. Because everybody else is, is not a human being. I had Rufus Sewell in my sixth spot for Schmucky nominees. So mm-hmm. I, I, I really? quite enjoyed him. And, yeah, I did. Yeah. I liked him a lot. All right. Yeah. So old <laughs> top five of the year. All right. Um, my number five is one that I don't think either of you have watched, despite me talking about it for months. I watched Seance like so many times this year. I haven't watched it yet. Nope. Simon Simon Barrett's uh, feature directorial debut, um, and Seance is set in this all girls prestigious academy, and you got Suki Waterhouse is like your final girl. She's new. She's coming into the school, and she immediately like hits it off with the awkward shy girl and also gets on the wrong side of the catty bitchy group that kind of like runs the dorms, you know? And uh, you find like the cold open is like this, this girl dies as the result of a prank and you don't really, it implies that she was murdered, but you don't really know. Like it was ruled a suicide and it was, you know, there's just like this mystery around it. Um, and as this girl starts her first year at this academy, she's kind of trying to figure out, like, what happened to this girl that she took the place of, essentially, because she is like, in her old room. And um, the, the, the way the mystery unravels is very slow. And it's, like, it's kind of a slasher, but it's also, like, a haunted school kind of movie and when it gets to the third act and simon barrett like peels back all the layers and like shows you his end game it's like oh my god yeah like there were there are so many people that talk about the first two acts of this movie being like boring slow or like seeming like something that the movie wasn't i'm like that's all like kind of by design like it's very much a slow burn to this climactic like balls to the wall i i love how 
frankly, the, the ending is probably pretty stupid, like, but it's also the coolest thing ever. And the final shot is so like, so sweet and you don't expect it. Like there's, there's this relationship at the core that just, I don't know. Th this movie is so weird and eclectic in all the different things that it's trying to do. And I don't necessarily know if it does them all super well. But when it mixes all together, it just, it works for me. And I love this movie. I, I just, I kind of find it hypnotic. I've watched this one quite a few times. And the uh, the score by Sickerman is just incredible. Uh, it's my favorite score of the year. And I've listened to it almost like nonstop while I've been writing this year. It's, yeah, Seance is absolutely one of my favorites. And it is streaming on Shudder now. So like anybody listening to this who hasn't seen Seance, give it a shot. You might not care for it. I, I Like I get some of the criticisms behind it. It's just a movie that really, really worked for me. Um, and I think Suki Waterhouse just delivers a powerhouse performance. Um, yeah. I love this movie. Absolutely adore it. So Seance is my number five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Up to you. My number four is uh, Psycho Gorman. Higher. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, my number four, uh, I don't know if it's on your guys' list. I'm cheating with this one, by the way. Uh, I'm putting the entire Fear Street trilogy mm. at number four. Oh, I do not have that, but I do like that, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. I put it here. Uh, I there, there's definitely one standout of the three. It's uh, 1978. I think yep. is easily the best of the three. But you can't have that one without the first one. You can't have it without the last one. You have to have all three. And for me, like this was the big horror event mm -hmm. of the year because it's like every was it every week yep. that they really every Friday I think Netflix yeah, re weeks, released yeah. it yeah um and I'm like that's that's a ton of fun mm -hmm. to come home every Friday and you're like well here's yeah. the first Fear Street next week we're gonna watch the next one and then the, yeah. like I, I I just imagine being in in high school when these came out and I would have brought all of my friends over and every Friday night we would have watched all three yeah. you know um it's a ton of fun like I'm glad that we have a big horror event like this because I can't think of another movie we had like that, uh, yeah. at least in the last couple of years, where it's like everybody's watching this and everybody's talking about it. Mm -hmm. And it's three movies you, you're watching every single week. Um, and the movies are a ton of fun. Like, mm -hmm. they're not great, yeah. uh, but they're doing exactly what they're setting out to do, being these teenage slasher movies and paying homage to to a lot of them the cast is a ton of fun i love that the cast is playing different characters throughout mm -hmm. the that's fun the series yeah. too um yeah i think it's this this series is a blast uh 78 is like we said i think we did we did a whole episode on this right i believe so yeah so. yeah we did and it, yeah i really do like these i i love that it's like such a a big like it's it's like you said, the biggest horror event yeah. of the year, and it's literally centered around like a queer romance, which I think is like something that yeah, I I just I appreciate it's the that. weakest part of I the trilogy though. It, yeah, I but agree with that. I, 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 I wish at least that the that love story at the center that, yeah. was stronger. I just think that the representation itself is so cool. Like I don't yeah. think we would have gotten this even ten years ago. You know what I mean? I so mm -hmm. I just. 
Yeah. The crazy really thing about this too is I can't remember what studio produced these, but then they're like, it might've been part of the Fox Disney thing. And they're like, yeah, we don't know what to do with these. And so Netflix bought them. Mm. And yeah. then they did the, the three weeks, you know, yeah. of, of releasing them. I hope they keep the other the, thing. Uh, annual thing with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing I really like about these is the fact that they're marketed towards teens. Like, I think it's definitely like teen horror, but they are hard R. Like, yeah. they don't hold back on the actual horror. And I like, you don't have as many movies that are like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, they're either PG 13 and like the violence and the, the horror elements are like a little watered down, or yeah. they're a hard R that's marketed towards adults, you know? And, and I so think this that is something... kind of a nice. Yeah. yeah, they're they're hip. Right? It's it's something we're missing nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Is because you look at those eighty slashers, they they were for teenagers that yeah. were going to yeah. to the movies. The Scream era is like that's not marketed towards thirty year olds. Scream is marketed towards kids in high school yeah. that think yeah. you know Matthew Lillard's hot and and Sarah Michelle Gellar is is you know yeah. the hottest woman on earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that audience, you know, yeah. aiming at teenagers. Yeah. And not pulling punches. I think we still need more of that nowadays, and we just don't get a lot of it. But this year kind of showed a different side of it. I think Fear Street is definitely one of them. Slumber Party Massacre, I think, is also aimed at that same audience as well without pulling punches. So we're in the right yeah. direction. And, no, again, not saying anything about Scream, but watching that, it was all high schoolers in our theater. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I think horror is in a in in slashers especially is in going in a good direction. Yeah, I I agree with that one hundred percent. All right, so it's my number four. Yes. Okay, my number four might be higher on your guys' lists. I have number four as being malignant. Higher, higher, higher. Okay. So my number three is malignant. Higher. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah, my number three. I don't know if either of you have watched this yet. Uh, It is the Shutter original, The Queen of Black Magic, Indonesian horror movie. Um, For me, the scariest horror movie of the year. Um, It's about this this family that uh, returns to this orphanage that they that these brothers and sisters grew up in and kind of uncover this mysterious dark past that maybe involves a witch, maybe involves uh, like real life horror of abuse and stuff like that and how those two things intertwine. But yeah, for me, this is one of the scariest or is the scariest movie uh, of the year aside from another movie we'll sort of talk about. But uh, as far as like feature films, this had gave me chills um this is the same team that did oh no what's that other indonesian horror movie just came out a few years ago it was a remake can't think like satan's claw or something or yeah something yeah something like that i'll think of it but yeah uh the queen of black magic is like kind of my underrated movie of the year like not a lot of people are talking about it i wish more people had had watched it this year but yeah it's and also as as far as a foreign language movie goes it's very like streamlined americanized uh, foreign language as well it's you know it's only 90 minutes Mm -hmm. long nothing too crazy as far as dialogue heavy 
Um, there's a great scene with this kid popping in this VHS tape that he's not supposed to be watching and sitting there watching it. And we're kind of in his shoes, like kind of reminds me of Shyamalan signs where you have Joaquin <laughs> watching the, the alien walk by, like we're watching it with them type of thing. So yeah, this movie's incredible. I highly recommend uh, the queen of black magic and yeah. Indonesian horror is awesome. <laughs> I'm going to pull up that title. I got to figure out what it is. But yeah, that's my number three, nice. Queen of Black Magic. Cool. Okay. So my number three is Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Does anybody have that higher? I've never even heard of this no? one before. Are we doing wait, do best or this one? Are we doing best or worst wait, of the year, you, Sam? Wait. What? Are you are you serious? Yeah. Did like you that. not like this? No, I did. I like this. This is not this is not oh, okay. yeah. I'm, okay. I'm kidding. All I'm right. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Can I talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's on okay. your list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm so confused. I can't see Blake. I don't know what's. I don't know what he's messing with me. Um, <laughs> he's haunting. Yeah. You. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, he's haunting me. Uh, last night in Soho is Edgar Wright's. Um, what is it? His sixth movie now. Not including. Seventh, wait, because he did the Sparks Brothers thing too, right? Well, either way, it, uh, this is like his first foray into something that's non comedic. It follows a young fashion student who moves to London to go to school for you know her fashion stuff, and her roommate is an obnoxious piece of garbage, horrible person, and so she mm-hmm. goes and rents a one bedroom apartment in Soho that is kept very much like the 60s, which is a time period that she idolizes and that influences her work um, by this very like kind of just blunt and straightforward talking old lady. And strange things begin to happen. You know, when she falls, when she falls asleep, she enters the 60s and she's following this, this young woman, Sandy, played by Anya Taylor-Joy. And they are trying, like, she's trying to figure out, like, she's just enraptured with this girl. And then finds out that she's been brutally murdered. And is trying to find out what happened, who did it. Meanwhile, like, these ghosts are coming into the the present and haunting her. And it, it, it takes a twist at the end that I know is where it loses a lot of people. Um, I think that the twist is brilliant. Um, I think that from the twist on the movie definitely tiptoes a line into like, oh, is this gonna, is this gonna stick the landing or is this gonna have like a very mixed muddled message? And there are a lot of people that disagree with me on this. I know Casey's one of them, but Mm -hmm. I think that it, it toes that line perfectly. And I don't think it's message is lost, um, in any way. I really like I watched this movie and I haven't stopped thinking about it since I watched it. Uh, I just think Thomas and Mackenzie um, and Anya Taylor Joy are incredible in their respective roles. Mm-hmm. I think they do exactly what the script needs. There's a, a, a one shot dance number where Anya Taylor-Joy and Thomas and McKenzie are literally switching places off camera. Like if you listen to Edgar Wright talk about how they did that scene, 
It was all choreographed. It's not stitched. They're literally ducking in and out, actually doing all that. I mean, it's incredible. You know, there's so many, there's like the use of mirrors in this movie is a huge motif, much like in Candyman. It's done a little differently in, in Soho, but it's just, the filmmaking here is immaculate. This movie looks gorgeous. It's shot perfectly. I, yeah, I adore this movie. Um, and I, I haven't watched it since I saw it in theaters, um, but I'm hoping to pick up the Blu-ray soon so I can revisit it because I just, I really dug this one. I think that um, Diana Rigg in her final performance just nails it. I think the ending gives her a really interesting, uh, just something really interesting to do as an actress uh, that could have easily gone south and I don't think it does. Um, yeah, I just, I dig this. I dig Last Night in Soho. I'm actually kind of shocked it didn't make either of your lists or even honorable mentions, but uh, not, not you, Casey, but I feel like I heard Blake, like Blake, I feel like you like this one more than. <laughs> I do. I, 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 I like it quite a bit. It's just sort of like after I, a few weeks after I, I watched it, it's just sort of like, it, it left me a little bit. That's all. Okay. I, I think it's very good. Okay. Yeah. That makes I sense. Mean, yeah, I, I forgot if I brought it up on the, the last show, but like I've walked in Soho before. So it was really cool to kind of see this movie explore these streets that I kind of spent a few hours walking around and, and, and getting That's to cool. know. And it, uh, it was, it's a, it's a, it, I, I had a lot of fun with the movie. Um, I'm not as high on Annie Tilly Joy as most people are. I thought Thomas and McKenzie was incredible in it. I mm-hmm. think it's a, it's a very, uh, awesome horror performance and the 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 the, like promo still of her like blocking the light with her eyes and her 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 makeup i think it's gonna be oh yeah like the final shot of the trailer and then like an iconic shot um for years to come yeah uh it's my favorite maybe not my favorite but i think it's one of my favorite edgar wright movies I think it's I think it's one of his best, and I he hasn't missed for me. It's his best horror movie. He really sure. hasn't. This made my honorable mentions. Uh, I did it. I, vo- okay. I voted for. I'm Anya surprised Taylor- it made your honorable mentions. Actually, I voted for Anya Taylor Joy in the Schmuckies. I thought she is incredible. Okay. My problem again is the characterization of the secondary characters, and the third act falls apart for me. Yeah. Um, but I think again, there's no denying, the, especially the dance number is one of the best scenes yeah. of 20. Yeah, he's a pure filmmaker. Yeah. He's, he's great. It's incredible. Yeah. And the performances are great by the two female leads. And Matt Smith is good too. Um, I think he's yeah. really good in this. But I, it just starts to fall apart for me. But uh, if it would have stuck the landing, it would have made this list. So, Man. I like I, I know I'm kind of alone in that. I, I know that a lot of people don't like the ending. And I it just shocks me because I think it's – God, I just think it's, I don't know. I just think it's such an emotional gut punch ending and I just, I kind of dig it, but yeah. Cool. All right. Top uh, two. My number two is probably the cultural phenomenon of the year. Um, and this kind of, uh, it's not quite horror, but it's its adjacent enough. Uh, it's Netflix's Squid Game. Um, I just oh, thought, okay. like, this was 
like in terms of like we live in an age now where it's so hard to stay in in the frame of cultural relevance and for for me squid game like was like the tiger king of 2021 it just like mm-hmm. it was it was yeah people were talking about it for i feel like two months and uh if you haven't seen it yet, it's about a, 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 a this guy who just makes mistake after mistake after mistake. He doesn't learn. He's a very, very bad father. Um, one day he runs into a guy in, a, in the subway who's like, hey, if you'll make extra money, uh, get, call, call the number on this card. He does. And he ends up in this game where uh, you're, he's fighting for his life. And the the incredible like the way this show sort of like uncoils its mysteries is it's quite remarkable um you like if obviously you're sort of like if if you're watching it you know something's going to happen at some point but if if you're kind of just like watching it willy-nilly <laughs> the first time you find out that like people are dying in this game it's 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 quite uh shocking because of, of the because of the game they're playing and how how it's played and 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 the way they kill people and the the kind of incredible thing about the, the the show is like you never get used to people dying like every episode's a new game that they're playing but they find ways to show how these people die and you st- it still affects you with every death with, which with, with every supporting character that ends up getting killed you, you find yourself emotionally invested um and I, I'm not entirely sure I love the ending of the show, but I understand the, the need for its ending. Um, but uh, I just, for me, the emotional payoff of, of all these characters, the show, the games themselves were fascinating from beginning to end. Um, there's an episode, there's an episode in the middle of the series that is straight out of like old boy, like in terms of, of shocking violence. Um, and I just, I think, for, for once, for me, the uh, the product live up to the hype. And uh, like I said, I did, like in terms of cultural zeitgeist, like this, it felt like for me this was the number one thing of the year. And again, it just it just lived up to that hype. Very nice. Yeah, I was going to say by the time I I finally caught wind of everybody talking about Squid Game, and I asked Kayla, "Can we watch Squid Game?" She's like, "Well, I already watched it." Oh, uh, we haven't, see, spo- we haven't, we haven't spoken can... since. No, <laughs> but we're we're gonna have to rewatch it because yeah, that it is this year's Tiger King, like yeah. the big it was cultural like, zeitgeist was movie for Halloween. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, the the it, Tiger it was, it, the Tiger King reference is spot on because yeah, I was, haven't yeah. watched it and I don't really have a desire. To, it was memed so. to death. Like you saw Squid Game memes everywhere. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, my number two is one that was on both of your list is Malignant. Nice. Uh, my favorite studio horror movie of the year because Warner Brothers just gave James Wan a bunch of money and he spent mm-hmm. it all mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about this on the show already this year, uh, but this is one of the most fun horror movies of the year. This is exactly what it's I... the most fun horror Yeah, movie this year. is exactly what I... Well... It is. My, my number one is, it is. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, 
but Malignant is 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 such a blast. Um, this is like the stuff I want James Wan to continue to do. It's like, yeah, go ahead, make Aquaman two and Fast and the Furious thirteen, but then come back and make a weird horror movie that is yeah. bonkers, insane, where you take influences from both Frank Henenlotter and Dario Argento and have your James Wan twist on everything because. If you're if you're a casual audience and you're like, oh, it's the guy who did Insidious and The Conjuring, I'm gonna watch the first half hour to an hour of this movie, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is scary. This is the exact same guy. <laughs> and then when that moment happens in the jail cell, it's like, what is this movie anymore? And for the last yep. 30, 40 minutes, it's just balls to the wall insane horror goodness that we just don't get a whole lot anymore especially in the the studio system so this is yeah the most fun i had uh watching uh any movie any movie one of the most fun movies i watched this year yeah it was was, was close to being my number one that's for sure yeah 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 this was so oh go ahead sam oh no you're good you go uh yeah i mean it just feels like the influences also stretch beyond horror like obviously there's a whole sequence where like it feels like brian de palma directed it um i love that this is sort of like a giallo like as like maybe a structure and then it becomes like maniac cop in a way And then it, it, it's, it's just, there's just so many things i i i, I what, basket case one of my favorite things of this is like you know, like I feel like I've seen more jalos than you have. Maybe like a few, a couple more. Mm-hmm. And, and like I like, there's always like someone who's like talking on the phone, like I'm gonna come kill you. And they like James Wan figured out a way to get that like that voice in the movie by using electricity waves to like just turn on instruments that he could talk through. I I, I just the, the the inspirations of this movie are just they're endless. There's so many things that happen mm-hmm. in this movie. I don't want to talk about a twist because if people haven't somehow seen this yet, but like, I just it just got put back on HBO Max. Oh, so did it? Everybody okay. Can, yep, okay. Everybody can watch yeah. it again. I I I watched this movie and I really feel like people were divided on it, which blows my mind because this movie is made for horror fans. Mm-hmm. I, and yeah. if you love horror movies, I don't know how you can dislike this movie because. This is the most batshit insane movie of the year, yeah. and it's from a studio. Yeah. So. And from a stu- and from a guy whose last two movies made like a billion dollars each. Yeah. yeah. I I absolutely love that this is what James Wan cashed his chips in on because like <laughs> it's just it is it's the most insane movie. I remember like getting to that jail cell seat and just. I swear, like my neighbors probably heard me yell, "Holy shit!" Because I, like, holy shit I, just, <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was floored, and just everything about this movie, even the intro, like even the beginning, the first two acts where it's like, you know, spooky and haunted. It's still such high camp, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. the reveal of her being like, oh, "I was adopted," and like. Oh yeah, they're yeah. just going. What? Oh, then there's and this huge needle like drop of the soundtrack, dream. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, like, it just feels yeah, like a, like, a, like a lifetime movie at the same time. Like, yeah, you know, and and then the, the sister goes out on this 
like Hardy Boys type Nancy yeah. Drew. And she like parts way close to the cliff edge just, it's just for no reason other yeah. than to be like, oh my God, is she going to drive off the cliff? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just love that James Wan is finally, again, taking all this goodwill that has been built up of, you know, Saw kind of got his foot in the door and then he, you know, does Insidious Conjuring especially, does the Warner yeah. Brothers big budget movies. And then he's like, yeah, you know what kind of style I want to go back to? Dead Silence. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, it, which it's I, not a surprise this movie that I me... love Malignant because Dead Silence is honestly one of my favorite Wan films. I well, love Dead Silence. I was going to say, I went I back to it movie. because of this and I'm like, yeah, I was watching Dead Silence through the wrong eyes the first time I watched it. Yeah, it's Dead Silence was ahead of its time. Thing. It's so campy. This. Which uh, is it? Donnie Wahlberg is the yeah. the lead. Yeah, he just randomly shaves the entire shaving. movie. <laughs> the electric the razor. Whole time he's just shaving <laughs> with his electric razor, and his death in the movie in Dead yeah. Silence is incredible. Like ah, uh, it's yeah. I I love James Wan when he goes like goofy madcap. I think that's why I like Aquaman. I think Aquaman's the best movie in the DCU up until the Suicide Squad. Um, because it just goes for broke. It's got an octopus playing drums at one point. You know, like I just love when James Gunn so goes Malignant. weird. <laughs> yeah. And and so I just yeah, I, I love I love weird James Wan and I'm so glad we got malignant. It's one of my favorite movies of the yeah. year. It I've... actually it's funny, Casey. I it was my number two until uh, we started recording and then it moved down to number one be- or number four because I switched my number four and my number two. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I don't great know. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Great experience. Yeah. I was in a theater by myself watching it. And when that reveal, oh, was, ramping, when that reveal was ramping up, I felt myself edging closer and closer to the screen. <laughs> Both of my hands on my face, like my mouth getting wider. And then when that happened, I was just like, holy shit. Anyways. Yep. To see the whole that shit moment where the title finally makes sense and you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. The most fun I've had at the movies uh, by far. Yeah, for sure. So my actual number two, and since neither of you have brought this one up, I think I might be playing it higher. <laughs> uh, Jacob's Wife? Or wait, yeah. have you guys that was my number. That? that was my number nine. That's right. Okay. That was just mm. too far ago for me to. Number Do you two. have that one, Blake? It yeah. is not on my top 10 list. Oh, okay. Okay. And I really, yeah. li- I really, well, I really liked it a lot. So. Yeah. Um, so this movie, like it started off probably at like six or five on my list. And it's just gone up as I've, I've sat with this list because there's just like, there is such an infectious energy to this movie that I love. To me, Jacob's Wife, which is Barbara Crampton's best work, you know, she plays the she plays the wife of this small town pastor, um, and she's just kind of stuck in this rut. Um, their marriage isn't like terrible; it's just he takes her for granted. Mm-hmm. There's not much there in the way of connectivity. He talks over her a lot, not in a not in a malicious way, just in a, you know, like small town Christian, this is how things work type of way. And she finally gets kind of fed up with it and almost has an affair with a guy. 
And then the guy's eaten by rats and she's attacked by a vampire. And then it turns into this like movie, this marriage drama where people are getting cracked open like fucking fruit gushers. And like, I just, Mm -hmm. man, the practical gore in this is gnarly. And it's all centered around like, it, it doesn't work unless the two central performances are as grounded as possible. And that is where Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden as the titular couple just shine. Um, I think I think they're so fucking funny in this movie. Um, I'm sorry, I'm swearing a lot, but this is Slash Lot. We, we go explicit, so we're okay. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I just, they bounce off of each other and the, the little barbs that they take as they're trying to figure out essentially what to do now that Barbara Crampton is a vampire is hilarious. I mean, Larry Fessenden has like the best line in the movie, which is like drinking blood is not exactly a sustainable lifestyle. And I just love that. I, you know, there's a, there's a scene where Barbara Crampton's like rearranging furniture by picking it up with her newly found superhuman strength. And she's sipping blood out of a wine glass. And you've got like, you've got like, concrete i I forget the band name but like the concrete blonde i want to say playing in the background and i'm just like this is like my favorite movie scene of 2021 and it's literally a woman rearranging her living room and it's so great and it you know ends with her barfing blood just this movie is gross it's gnarly bonnie aarons is in it as like the Nosferatu life coach, like mm-hmm. feminist life coach that's teaching Barbara Crampton how to, you know, like take control of her life. And it do- the thing that I like the most about it is it doesn't wrap up its ending in a nice little bow. Like they're still having to figure out this marriage. Like when the movie ends on a glorious final shot, it's not over, you know, like their struggle is literally still just beginning. And I just think that's such a cool, it's such a cool ending because it, it, it's not like teasing a sequel or anything like that. It's literally just, you know, in real life, these things don't just work out in the snap of a finger. And I just, I love how it merges like the, the real life mundanity of like working on a relationship and trying to fix things with a gory b-movie cheesy vampire plot mm-hmm. i just i don't know there's nothing there's nothing this year like it there's nothing any year like this movie and it just i don't know it made such an impression on me that i uh i just had to put it up at number two um it's the reason that i subscribed to fangoria is so i could read the read the barbara crampton article mm-hmm. about producing this this movie i was like oh barbara crampton's talking about jacob's wife yeah I'm going to, I'm going to subscribe to Fangoria and get to read that. So uh, yeah, I just, I love this movie. It's, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. We, uh, I have similar feelings that I do with, with 10 minutes to midnight. Uh, The lead performance is just so incredible. Um, I mean, there's a reason, uh, obviously all three of us voted for, Barbara Crampton mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and the Schmuckies, and much to the surprise of our our film group, that she was the second highest voted mm. actress of of the year. And I think that just go that that's a testament to 
her entire career building up to this because this is easily the best performance yeah. of her of her career and it comes at a time where we're, we're starting to see this like resurgence of these classic 80s horror actresses getting to really no pun intended sink their teeth into these roles uh quite literally for two of them this year um and yeah, yeah the, the, this movie is is last was it last year that marriage story came out yeah no two years ago three or four years ago. two years ago yeah two, two years, years ago? Okay. two years ago uh this yeah. is it's marriage story with vampires uh yeah. and it's it's more fun than watching marriage story too but uh yeah if you're gonna do relationship dramas in horror why not throw vampires into the mix with barbara yeah. crampton and larry fessenden because they are incredible together uh, and Travis like the Stevens. necks open, like the like the the Pillsbury yeah. dough rolls. That's what it is. Like it's like it's like when you tap the Pillsbury dough roll against the side of the counter, it just goes. It's like, like that's those, how those, everybody dies in this. <laughs> those juice, the the plastic juice pouches where you had to cl- twist the top off and then you yeah. squeeze it out. Like that's the blood in this movie coming out of people's yeah. necks. Uh, Travis Stevens. I'm so excited to see what else he does because uh, his yeah. first two movies so far have been uh complete blast i i think i like girl on the third floor more than jacob's wife but both are i still ton of fun indie have to movies. check it out yeah it's suburban yeah. evil dead oh yeah i'm in that sounds great i mean it's not it's not as good as evil dead i'll make sure yeah. i say that but it's it's good cool yeah that's that oh and sam just got kicked out I'll wait for Sam to come back. We'll wait for our number one then. Have you watched Girl on the Third Floor? Though? Yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Okay. I can see that. <laughs> All right, you back? I am. I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> so you missed my number one. Is actually old. Shocker. Surprise. Spoilers. Oh, I'm okay. Just I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my number one of the year was pretty easy to uh, figure out. It was uh, a movie I saw very early last year. I loved it. Right away, I've watched. It's the mo- my most watched movie of, of last year. I think I watched it like three or four times. Um, it's Shadow in the Cloud, starring uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, this one made t- my honorable mentions. Yeah, this movie is just a ton of fun. Um, it, it, it it blatantly steals maybe like the most uh, famous Twilight Zone plot. Um, uh, and it, it kind of adds a few little wrinkles uh, to it. It's basically about this woman uh, in at the height of World War II. She's in, I think, I, I think she's in New Zealand, and uh, she uh, gets on this plane. Special orders from some general has a highly uh, confidential uh, package with her. No one can look inside of it; only she can. She gets on this plane. And uh, she has to be separated from the package because of just uh, the uh, how much space is on the plane. She gets put in like this um, lower gun turret uh, of this plane. Think of like Luke Skywalker uh, in in the uh, Millennium Falcon in Star Wars, yep. um, and she's stuck in there. And while uh, the the men of the plane are trying to like figure out who she really is, or not maybe like, figure out who she is, but just sort of like understand why she has to come on the plane she thinks she sees a uh, monster on the outside of the of, of the wing of a plane 
And so she has to like deal with uh, these guys uh, while also uh, fighting off this monster while she's locked inside of this gun turret and she cannot get out. All the while, the Japanese are attacking the plane uh, with their fighter planes. Uh, This movie is only like an hour and 15 minutes long. It goes by super quick. Uh, this is essentially like a one-woman show. She's put in this turret right away, and the movie is in this turret with her for fifty minutes. Good like chunk of the runtime. It's, it's, yeah. it's just uh, Moretz, uh, and then you hear the voices of these men uh, in, in the plane. Um, the movie like literally only slows down for like two minutes while Moretz gives like this monologue about why she's doing what she's doing otherwise it's it's a rock and it's rock and roll cinema from beginning to end um mm-hmm. uh, when you when you think like the movie just can't get crazier it does <laughs> um I, i'm not going to say what happens because i don't want to spoil it's a lot of fun what ha- what she ends up doing in the movie um the movie gets a little too uh, preachy for me the movie is basically about you know toxic masculinity a topic I'm kind of like sick of seeing in movies, but it's 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 fun to a point in this. Although it does get a little, like I said, it gets a little too heavy-handed at the end. But um, this movie is so much. fun. I'd say it's that's... even a little heavy-handed at the beginning with like the the like onslaught of like sexist oh, language. Yeah, I'm like yeah. God, like this is yeah, this is almost too far yeah. right from the get-go. Yeah, type there's of like what. There's one guy who's like, oh my god, yeah, I'm gonna fuck that girl. It's kind of like, okay, like, let, 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 yeah. let's tone it down a little bit. But, yeah. Like, it's just so much fun. The score is incredible. The score like, is awesome. The, 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 oh my god, the score is so good. I've listened to the score more often than anything, any song I have in the past year. Like, I just, the score is, it's, it's, it's that 80s throwback synth, but it's, it works so well. The, the needle drop when the title card pops up, like, it's, like if, if if this played at, like, a late night state where, like, the mm. crowd was, like, loose and, like, intoxicated, when the, when, the, when, the, when the Shadow in the Cloud title sequence drops with, the, with, with that synth, like, people be fucking hooting and hollering. It's just so much fun. Um, like I said, I've watched it three or four times. I've never been bored once watching it. It just, it, it just rocks so hard. For me, this is like what I would call just it's rock and roll cinema. Like it's just beginning yeah. to end, tons of fun. Um, the stuff that Moretz does, like it'll have you on the edge of your seat. The the reveal of what's inside of it, um, I'm not gonna even get I'm not even gonna get close to revealing what's inside of the, this package, but like it just amps up the stakes even more. It's just a ton of fun. I, I love this movie so yeah. much. It starts off as like Overlord meets the Twilight Zone and ends yes, like yes. Don't like watch Roadhouse. the trailer. Just like, just don't watch the trailer. <laughs> it's this is on Hulu right now. Just just push play. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah, easy go decision into it blind. Me. Very easy I, decision. That's for so me. cool. That's your number one because I yeah. just watched it this month and I didn't put it on my top ten just because I was like I don't know about recency bias. You yeah, know, but like. Yeah. It it is. It's a lot of fun, and I just, I really dig Chloe Grace Moretz in this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just some of the there's, acting choices she does in the beginning that seems weird. Yeah, work yeah. because of later moments that pay off, and I'm like, oh yeah. shit! Like there, she's doing all of this on purpose. Yes. Like, 
Yeah, there, there's there's one character trait she has that I'm, I'm not going to ruin, but there's one character trait right. she has, and then all of a sudden, like she drops it, and the guys figure out, like, whoa, wait a minute, yeah. who is this? And it's like, holy shit! And there's another part where like <laughs> there's a plane flying at her, at their plane, and she's asking for for permission to fire. And like the guy's like, no, you don't. And she's like, I wasn't asking for, for, for permission. And she cocks the gun and starts unloading on this plane. It's it's just yeah. like, it's just it's a lot. I just love this movie. I I, I love and it. This, yeah, go ahead. The scene on the wing where she's like, she's, oh my god. Well, don't don't go don't say it's, too it's, much. It's terrible green screen, but it's still the most intense oh sequence ever. I'm like, oh. I'm on the edge of my seat. And even with the like TV level CGI going on in that, I'm like, oh my yeah. God. Oh yeah, no, I, what's yeah. it? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like yeah, I, I dug this movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. The Sam there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I haven't watched this yet. Stuff. I, I, I need to get this one. This is, it's been on my watch list literally like, since it came out. We rent out the theater room and like turn this up and like it's just it's so much fun. Yeah. Easy decision for me. This would be a solid theater room one, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, my number one should probably be no surprise to, to anyone uh, because I, 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 I love Hunky Boys. Uh, Psycho Goreman <laughs> is my, my number one uh horror movie of the year uh we've gushed about it since we've all watched it uh it felt like for a while it was like every time we showed up each one of us had watched it and we talked about it again and again and again uh yeah this is the most fun i had watching uh a movie this year because this is uh well a horror movie this year but uh this is like everything i would want out of like if i was going to make a horror movie or if I was going to have like a horror movie presented to me, like on a platter of what, what do you want out of a horror movie? It's, it's psycho Gorman. It's, it's this yeah. like riff on power Rangers or like, yeah. the take on what if <laughs> Thanos showed up on earth and this little bitchy little girl had all, had, yeah. had all the <laughs> infinity stones and controlled him. And he had to do every every one of her, you know, every every whim she had, uh, he had to do. Um, yeah, just the overall, like, level of, like, care to weird, like, Star Wars side characters, too. Like, these yep. feel like all, like, either Power Rangers villains or Star Wars side characters with all the bonkers costumes, especially the, like... The Space Council. Yeah, like, the Space <laughs> Council. Uh, led by like this like angelic looking heroine like in any other movie that's the character we're following to beat Psycho Goreman and this movie somehow is like no you're going to root for Psycho Goreman and you're going to hate the angelic hero type of character Uh, and it's a ton of fun I the the girl in this is I think she's incredible she is exactly yeah, the right type is. of personality to be in this type of movie. Um, I get why she rubs people the wrong way, but for me, it just totally worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't movie. think this movie works if she doesn't act the way she does, though. Yeah. Right? Like, what what warlord is going to stand down, even if with someone who has the stone, if they're not a total, like, little snotty brat? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I Yeah. Yeah. 
God, this movie is great. Yeah, I and mean, Greg is my favorite movie character of 2021. Yeah. I love Greg. I need a movie with with Susan. Greg, Greg and Jared from old. Just those two having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, I love I, I love that PG shows up as Dr. Alan Grant at one point for no random for yeah. no reason, just dressed like Sam Neill from mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, I just uh, this is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I rewatched it uh, about a month ago, and I was getting ready to be like, okay, that didn't hold up. But it, it totally does. Um, I love <laughs> just I love cheering for the bad guy. And mm-hmm. uh, like there's so many great lines where like Psycho Gorman legitimately wants to kill kids in this but can't. Uh, he, <laughs> he doesn't know if he I wants love to when the kid asks <laughs> when the kid asks his dad if there are monsters in the world. Well son I think humans are the real monsters, <laughs> Greg. I mean, <laughs> and again, one of the best the bit, says one of the is, best bits is the is the uh, the the friends the, the kid's friend who like just turns into like <laughs> this weird yeah this weird monster creature and they never turn him back brain. to normal and just ends the movie that way. I'm like this is this is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. somehow it's so mean-spirited, and yet it still gets you to laugh along with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this movie. It's so good. Yeah, it's amazing. I have no idea yeah. what Sam's number one is. Yeah, neither do I. You guys it's, really it's, should. It's apparently not on our list. It's the only thing I have talked about. Ex- okay, it's not the only thing I've talked about extensively. My number one is not a movie. It is a TV oh. series. It is Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass on Netflix. Um, who god it's it's hard to put into words how much this show resonated with me like i i'm i'm a huge fan of flanagan's i think hill house and Bly manor are incredible um there's not a single one of his movies i don't like um and midnight mass just it, it still might be my my favorite thing he's done uh, to put this into context for you guys, one of my favorite movies of the last couple of years is Blade Runner 2049. I love that movie, but it's a bladder buster. I have not sat through that movie since I watched it in the theater all the way through. I watched this eight-hour miniseries twice in two weeks. Like, it just hit me. I Like, it's it's some of the most thematically and emotionally dense work that Flanagan has ever done. It deals with religion and not in a, a way that talks down to religion, but also in a way that like, that criticizes religious fanaticism, you know? And and so as someone who grew up in a very, like in a religious household in a small town where like everybody went to church and everybody knew everybody. And if they were in church and all like this, this, series captures that feeling and really just like it brings back a lot of emotions and memories from like my own childhood and then it has these deep theological discussions while also being fucking terrifying and i don't want to spoil the actual subgenre this movie is for anybody so i'm not going to go into this one as blind as possible because 
when you find out what this series actually is, it's it's a shock. And what they do with like this particular like the horror lore and the tropes around this subgenre are so interesting. And and they weave it into the religious theme so well. And I hear people all the time talk about how like this one, this one didn't work for him because it's so monologue heavy. It feels like Flanagan is stopping the story to just like let his actors act. And I kind of don't disagree with that. But at the same time, I find that every performance in this, every actor is at the top of their game. Hamish Linklater in particular is both terrifying and emotionally devastating as the new pastor who comes in when the old one falls ill. Um, it, it's he's he's just absolutely mind blowing. And if TV series would have been up for schmuckies, if I could have not like Midnight Mass would have been in every category for me um this I was gonna this say, show you were, just yeah you, you weren't the only one that asked if midnight mass counted it's i like it's my favorite thing to have come out this year mm-hmm. i this i is, yeah i i still haven't watched it i haven't watched bly uh manor yet either and it's killing me that i, I haven't watched bly either manor. of those because flanagan is my mm-hmm. favorite director working today period and yeah, it's 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 for me. It's sitting down for eight hours to watch this because I know if I watch one episode, I'm like, yeah, I just need to finish this entire thing. Yeah, uh, Casey, I literally finished this. Like, I finished the last episode ten minutes before I had to leave for your wedding <laughs> because it was just like I couldn't, I could not stop watching. I'm like, no, I like I set an alarm the day of your wedding so I could finish the series that I had started on Friday night in the Saturday morning, like I timed it out. I was like, Nope, I'll be able to make it. And then like Brian came to pick me up and I'm sitting there with the like heavy ending. And I was just like, Brian, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to talk for a little bit while I process what I just watched. Uh, I'll be with you in about 10 minutes next week. (laughs) But yeah, this, the show just, it was incredible. And uh, yeah, I, I watched it literally within 24 hours of it coming out and then i watched it again about a week later and honestly i've just about hit play on the first episode again um in the last month or so because it just to me just the 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 way everything unfolds it never it's it never becomes predictable it there's there's a episode five is gut-wrenching and it takes the series in a completely new direction and it works. You know, I, I just, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Midnight Mass. It's I, like everything that I have seen pales in comparison to it. It just, it worked for me on every level. So that's my number one. It's not a movie. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's my top 10. Yeah. Cool. Woo. We did it. We did All it. Right. We did it. Should we, should we, we rattle off? Two hours. We did. Should we uh, rattle off a few honorable mentions and yeah, that yeah. we all had? Yeah. Blake, uh, what do you got? I, I really liked Army of the Dead. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. Oxygen, the Alexander Aha movie. Yeah. Uh, Werewolf Within is a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed Spiral. It's a fun one. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm just kind of like going through. I, I didn't make a list of anything. So just kind of going through my uh, what I watched this past year. Uh, Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Spiral was probably one of my honorable mentions too. I like Spiral v- a lot. VHS ninety four is fun. Halloween Kills lessened for me over uh, time. Uh, Don't breathe too. You brought that up. Um, that might. It. Last night in Soho, obviously. Um, uh, coming home in the dark, uh, probably should have made my list. I thought that was a pretty incredible movie. Uh, the Paranormal Activity movie, Next of Kin, is a lot of fun. And that, I think, is it. Yep. Um, yeah, I had Last Night in Soho, honorable mention. Uh, 10 Minutes to Midnight, honorable mention. I also had VHS 94, honorable mention. That movie's a ton of fun. Uh, I also had Paranormal Activity and Next of Kin, which is the best Paranormal Activity movie since Paranormal Activity 3. Uh, breaks Someone's every gotta rule. Someone's got to give me their Paramount login. I, I'm not going <laughs> to... It breaks every rule that is set up in the other Paranormal Activity movies, but I don't care. Uh, it is so much fun. Um what else do I have? Uh, the stylist was a ton of fun, like subversion mm-hmm. of the like uh, slasher genre. Maniac meets like uh, hair stylist. Um, Super host almost made my ten spot. I had so much fun watching Super Host. Yeah. Um, probably if I watched it again, it might fall out of the the. the top tier of this year, but I don't know. I had a blast watching that. And again, such a fun lead performance in that, that movie too. Yeah. Um, what else did I have? Uh, 13 fanboy was a ton of fun. Yep. Again, maybe just bias on our behalf because of our connections to the movie, but I genuinely thought it was a ton of fun. Uh, kind yeah. of a meta slasher uh, for Friday the 13th fans. Um, and then the one that I thought of putting on this list, cause it is the scariest thing I saw all year. Um, but I just decided to leave it off cause it's a documentary, but night stalker. Um, Oh I, yeah. The Richard Ramirez one. Yeah. Um, again, had a, for documentaries again, had an incredible soundtrack also scared the shit out of me. I could not watch this at night. Um, and even during the day was, was hard. I had to make sure kayla was in the house because it is the most unnerving documentary i think i've i've ever seen um it's it's incredible on netflix right now um check it out uh i forgot one before you go sam uh blood red sky on netflix is a lot of fun and i oh yeah i I still have to check that one out it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy it's a little long and it, it begins at the end which i really hate but like Oh, it just yeah. it it keeps like mutating into something new, and uh, it gets really incredibly violent. So I I like that one quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. My honorables. I I really like Shadow in the Cloud. Like, what, I mean, we already talked about that. Uh, Thirteen fanboy. I had that one on mine too, just because like it's yeah, it's fun. It's it's cool that we have a South Dakota connection to it, but it's also just like. I don't know, seeing all those like fan favorite Friday the 13 actors in, in, in one movie. It was just, it was fun. It was a good nostalgia trip. If you're, if you're a fan of the, the Friday the 13th, the Friday the 13th uh, franchise or just slashers in general, 
you should definitely check it out. Um, I also put Superhost in my honorable mentions. I think you like the movie more than I did, but I, I recommend the movie just on the Gracie Gillum performance alone because I think she's incredible in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two, I know, Blake, you hated this one, but I loved the boys from County Hill. Um, I thought it was Man. great what they did with the with the vampire lore. Um, I think it's terrifying that the vampires don't even have to like be in the same room with you to drain you. I, I just that movie really worked for me. Um, and I would have put it in my top ten, but I already had two vampire <laughs> movies in there, and I was like, everybody knows I love vampires. Maybe I just keep it to two instead of putting three in. Um, and then one that really killed me. I, I wanted to ask you guys if I could just make an eleven list because it killed me that Bloodthirsty was not online. Um, I've talked about that on the podcast a few times, but it's just, it's a really moody, like emo werewolf movie that like 16 year old me, I would have watched, like I would have watched this thing, you know, 10 times in a month. Uh, I really liked the soundtrack to it. Um, It has some like original songs that I think are really good um, by Lowell. And so, yeah. I, I really recommend Bloodthirsty. That's also streaming on Shutter, so you can you can check that one out there. I, I recommend that one. I liked it a mm-hmm. lot. So those are my honorable mentions. Yeah. Right on. Oh my god. Twenty twenty one. What a year for horror, right guys? Mm-hmm. I was I I was impressed with this year. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I making a top ten list was actually very hard because there were just so many uh so many ones that even if I didn't love, there were aspects about them that I did, you know? And so it's just, yeah. Good year for horror. Good year for horror. Mm-hmm. But, well, Is that it? Are we I done? think that's it. Is that it? Are we're we done. done? We're done. That's it. That's over. You... Go home. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what are you still doing here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, should we just, like, plug back a lot then, you know? Yeah, like, I guess we'll get into the yeah. plugs. I guess that's all we have left. I mean, I think the first thing we should start off with is the Schmucky Awards, because we've yeah. brought it up numerous times here. Uh, February 10th, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, Spellbound Magic Shop here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You guys can come out to free show. Uh, we're going to be kind of doing our version of the Academy Awards or for you WWE fans, the Slammy Awards. Um, we're <laughs> going to have performances by Travis Nye, magician Travis Nye, uh, musician Aaron Keller, who's uh, I've been talking to. He's going to perform some music-themed songs on the show. Um, nice. And then Jamie Tucker will be doing some yucks on the show, some laughs to be had there. And then <laughs> Sam, Brian, and Derek from Backlot 605, they are going to be voting on our six categories of the best uh, in film for the year of 2021, including some of the movies we talked about. Yeah. A few of them, actually. <laughs> Very exciting. Very mm-hmm. exciting stuff. Yeah. So definitely check out the schmuckies. You know, you can always check out Backlot 605 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We got a letterboxed HQ. It's all at Backlot 605. Subscribe to us on Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, 
Yep. Amazon and YouTube. Hey, I nailed it. <laughs> I'm reading the little logos at the top yes. of the screen. Um, and then you can support Backlash 605 on Patreon where we do bonus episodes for you horror fans. We just did a, uh, a big spoiler review episode on Scream, the new one. So, uh, yeah, check that out. And, and for you kids yeah. horror fans, we will be doing Hotel Transylvania 4 yeah. Transformania. Oh when are we recording that one? I, I want don't to watch that one again. <laughs> I, I really liked it. <laughs> it. It's it's fun. Yeah, it is. It's it's All one right. of the best movies I've seen of 2022 so far. I'd make my top ten. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My top ten right now is Hotel Transylvania four, and Scream. Yeah. And then eight movies they're, that I have. They're both no fighting idea. for that number one spot right now. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess with that, does anybody have anything else? Going once, going twice. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Slash Lot. What were your favorite movies of 2021? Let us know in the comments or like message us on our socials. Yes, please. Uh, y'all please later. inundate my message box with with your your uh, vitriol. I want to hear the hatred. <laughs> Yes. Tell Blake why the new Tell Resident Blake. Evil sucks, I guess. Yeah, I would love to hear that. Rewatch oh, you dumbass. <laughs> You're wrong. All right, y'all. I'm Sam the Damned. This is Casey the Killer and Blakenstein. And we'll all spook you later. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Mm-hmm.